Followers of Christ must be focused on living as citizens of heaven, not as citizens of earth. So, to kind of bring that together, because it's not just about what our text is teaching us here. We want to be reminded that we are to stand firm in the Lord. The Apostle Paul says, dear friends, family, loved ones, be citizens of this earth. He's reminding us we are not alone in this. As the sermon series is titled, we are on a mission together. And so what we're going to do this morning is, is because we just very briefly kind of give you that context of where we're at, is we want to remind you, uh, as you are out there, we know that things are a little bit different this morning, but that you are not alone either. So similarly speaking, I am not alone on this stage either. Uh, as awkward as it is for me to speak to a camera rather than speaking to the room, uh, I am here with uh, Pastor Brian and Pastor Mario. Uh, we are here together. Uh, the room is not full. There's the three of us on the stage. Uh, there's two people up in the sound booth about 70 feet away from us. And so uh, we have pretty good spatial distance from each other here this morning. Uh, but even in that, we want to be able to remind you that we are in this together. We are not alone in this. We are on mission together. So if you're online with us this morning, welcome to the conversation. Over the next few minutes, we're going to do the best we can to include you in the dialogue. We're going to talk uh, with each other here at the table, and hopefully uh, if you can send some ideas back to us through the Facebook page, actually these guys are going to be monitoring that uh, here as we go. So welcome to the dialogue. Would you, We invite you in to have a conversation with us. So Pastor Brian, as I yeah. was talking there about <laughs> citizens mm -hmm. and citizenship uh, here on earth and the idea of a passport, I just real briefly blew across uh, a, a lot of the, the content that actually is there in Scripture for yeah. us when we look at what did citizenship mean to the first century mm -hmm. Christians. Will you talk about that? Yeah, so um, he uses this word citizenship. It's the only time he uses the word in any of his letters. So he, he's very specific about wanting to use that word for these people. And the reason for that is actually uh, Philippi was a really rich town. Uh, they had these gold and silver mines right next door. So whoever controlled that region really wanted to make sure that they, uh, that city was loyal to them because that's where they were getting a lot of their income and a lot of their finances. And so about 100 years before this letter was written, uh, there was a bunch of wars that were happening because Rome was rising in power and they, everyone was fighting to get control. Everyone wanted to be the top dog in Rome. And so there's these wars that were fight. And the winner of, uh, of the, the wars was a guy by the name of Augustus. And you might have heard that from Caesar Augustus in our Christmas stories, right? So he won these wars. And there were two uh, prominent wars that were fought right outside of Philippi. And so if you're Augustus now, and you're far away, Rome is far away from Philippi, if you're Augustus, you want to control Philippi. So how do you do that when you're so far away? So what he ended up doing is he took the military war veterans from these wars, and he gave them amnesty, he gave them all the luxury that they wanted, and he put them in Philippi. And he said, you're going to retire, and you're going to live out your days here. And of course, these guys are super loyal to him. And so what you get in Philippi over the next 100 years is a city that's super loyal to Rome, super loyal to the one who put them in this great position. And so what's really cool about it is that uh, you would have heard about Rome and nationalism would have been really high there. And so when Paul uses the word citizenship, 
in that context, and again, he doesn't use that word ever again in any of his other letters. Hmm. When he says citizenship to those people, to that little church in Philippi, they knew exactly what he meant. They meant, hey, you hear about this Rome all the time, all these military veterans. You guys are military veterans yourself, so you know like the honor and loyalty you have because you've, you've put uh, blood, sweat, and tears into uh, giving to a country. This is what the whole city was filled with. Hmm. And so... Uh, these, uh, this Christian, this, this, this church is trying to figure out how do we be different? How do we be citizens of heaven while living in this context of everybody loyal to another kingdom? And what does that look like? So they're wrestling with that. And Paul wants to address that in, his, in this letter here uh, with that word. So until you just start sharing that I had not known about the veterans part of it, mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of interesting, right? Yeah. Uh, um, I'm not a veteran, uh, but interestingly enough you know you do have this camaraderie that comes from other guys who have served and we've picked on you for a while over that brian of being able to say there's some camaraderie that that mario and i have for being in the service together um (laughs) i would not say that i've shed any blood probably some tears uh (laughs) but that's uh for entirely different reasons uh than other guys uh, along the way um but i also want to talk to you to to you mario Mm -hmm. to, to say when we look at this text and we see this idea of citizenship yeah. um, and reminding us that we're all in this together. Uh, there is no question that, uh, as he's talking about the citizenship for, for the Christians there in Philippi, and we talk about our citizenship being in heaven rather than here on earth, yeah. there's a certain element right now in our current context with this virus of, of citizenship as part of the human race yeah. that we have in common. And so there's actually a lot of ways that I think uh, that you're doing a good job in leading us in saying, how do we have gospel-centered conversations a- around this idea uh, of being citizens all in this kind of frustrating season together? So tell me what, yeah. what you're learning and, and what you could share. Well, um, thanks. One of, one of the things I'm really excited about is that um, our student ministry, uh, this, just this past week, we, uh, we started doing an online Bible study together through the Uversion, the Bible.com app. And it was exciting to see the 26 of our students gathered together to, or doing that this week. And uh, I thought that was, that was pretty unique, pretty exciting to, to have our students gathered together doing that because uh, where else in the world are you going to get 26 people in a room all focused on studying scriptures together, going through a, a, a devotional together, mm-hmm. and then interacting with one another with comments and all that kind of stuff. So it was pretty cool to have that happen. Um, we're actually on day five of day six of our study. And we'll, we'll start another one next week yeah. and be able to, again, just to continue to encourage the kids to, um, to stay in God's word. We may be disconnected, but we are physically uh, connected through our devices and, and all those kind of things. Yeah. I, I heard uh, this week, uh, again, a local superstar here, Steve Tasker, I heard him say on the radio that we are separated from each other, but we don't have to be isolated yeah. uh, from each other. Now, I know you're not a Bills fan, so you wouldn't understand that, but he's a pretty important uh, character for us here uh, locally. I'm, everybody's a Bills fan here. Thank yeah, you. at some point, at some point. Um, so how about the idea, so you're talking about, well, first of all, what's really good about what's going on is uh, that wasn't something that we had rolling 10 days ago. No. And actually, it, so there's a different level of connectivity we're seeing with our students because of uh, what's going on. What about those who are not already connected or, or when you're having a conversation with someone at the grocery store or uh, you know, someone at a distance through a Facebook chat or something like that who may not be a citizen of heaven? And how do you make that gospel conversation begin uh, in that, in relation to that, to be able to say, hey, there's something here for you to learn. Well, I think um, one of the things we have to remember is, as we look out in this world, we see that this world is, it's broken. There's a lot of things that are happening in this world that 
um, aren't the way that we would like them to be. And so that's a, that's a great opportunity to, to talk about the good news of Jesus Christ and how um, as Christians, as a follower of Christ, we have a hope and a, and a future uh, that is not based on the things we see here on this earth, but it's an eternal hope. And, uh, and so to have that as a starting point, especially with, this, with the virus going around and people seeing the way the world is, just knowing that um, there is a hope. Even yeah. though we may not see it now, there is a hope, and it's in Jesus Christ, and yeah. we can have that hope in him. Yeah, as we looked at this text today, as I was preparing for it, when we, when we see as citizens of earth being focused very specifically, it talks about being focused on their bellies, you know, and like what that really looks like is we, we do understand uh, when you go in the grocery store and, and the thing that you came for, that box of cereal you came for, there's, there's two left. You came in for one, uh, but there's two left, and you think your, your stomach starts being what drives you. You say, I better grab that other box because I feel like I need it. And actually, yeah. that would be very indicative of someone who is uh, not thinking in the grand scheme perspective of we are citizens of heaven. We don't have to have that panic and that, that concern. And as we talk with our friends and family and, and others who, who may not have that heavenly perspective at this point, I think that that can be a, a real healthy contrast between uh, those who are citizens of earth versus those who are citizens of yeah. heaven. Well, what it does, too, is it, it, when something like this happens, it really forces us to pull back and look at the bigger picture, right? We get so distracted in our everyday lives and all the things that we have to do that when something that affects our whole country, and in this case, our whole world, and all of those distractions disappear, all those things that we daily do, we have the time to actually think and ponder. And, and when we're rooted in Christ, when we have citizenship in heaven, that provides peace. But if you don't have that, all the things that kept you going, all the things that helped you kind of have purpose are gone. All of a sudden, you are searching for something. My, my, my dad, who's a pastor, he, he tells a story of when 9-11 happened. And yeah. he pulled into the office the day after. And we, the, at, at his church, there is a, a hill, and they put three crosses on it. And there was a man just parked out in front of the, of the hill, just looking at the crosses. My dad didn't know him. He hadn't seen him before. So we kind of walked over him and said, hey, are, are you okay? Yeah. And the guy said, I'm okay. It's just with everything that's going on, I just didn't know where else to go. Mm-hmm. And that was, and he, he always remembered that, that, that this guy just, he didn't know where else to go and it drove him literally to the cross yep. uh, uh, on there. And that's, that's what's happening, I think, with as anxiety and as, um, as we're just kind of wrapping our heads around this thing. Yeah. Um, it, the peace of Christ really, uh, really is... Uh, uh, evident when everything else is stripped away. I've experienced that this week as well. And, and if you guys want to double check and just see if there's, guys, if you have any questions that you want to kind of share with us to help us dialogue on this, but I would agree with that too. And in, in kind of this virtual world that we're in, um, I haven't had anyone come to the church and ask me that type of question, but I've actually have been fielding uh, text messages from people that I haven't talked to in years. And they're asking kind of a similar question of like, I'm not really sure how to handle all this. And they're just kind of saying, what are you doing? How are you handling this? Uh, how, how are you behaving in uncertain times? And so I really do think it's a great opportunity for us to be uh, people of faith, living it out in front of people. Uh, there is no reason that a crisis should, should shake us up in a way that doesn't exemplify Christ. Uh, I, I think I said it last week in the sermon last week of, 
of our God and Heavenly Father didn't wake up surprised any, right. any of the mornings over the last right. week. He knew exactly what was going on. He knew exactly how to deal with it. He knew exactly the stress and the concern that it puts on each of our lives. This has not been an easy week for any of us. Uh, parents that are at home trying to uh, maybe teach uh, students online and have kids in the home and they're supposed to be teaching their kids too and they got a dog biting at their ankles. I mean, it's just like <laughs> insanity, right? And, and it's a stressful season. Yeah. And yet our Heavenly Father knew that and he still allows it to happen and, and teaches us and shows us right. through that. So Letitia yeah. actually does, Letitia Jones, thank you for the question. She asks us, like, how do we stay connected with Jesus during this time with everything going on? Like, how do we stay connected uh, when, if everything that is going on makes us feel so far apart from Jesus? How do we, how do, we do that when we are physically not able to, to connect and things yeah. like yeah. that? I think um, one of the, one of the, I think that the irony of our, of our digital age is that we have cell phones, but do we ever actually call anybody on them? Yep. We, most of the time it's text yep. or Facebook or some kind of social media. So uh, what I would say to, to you, Letitia, is um, pick one person this week and just give them a ring. Yep. Make a physical phone call. And that, that's really for anybody. Um, pick up the phone, make a phone call, say hello to somebody, have physical interaction with somebody over the phone so that you can communicate with one another rather than just looking at their face, uh, their picture on a yep. social media yeah. feed or something yep. like that. As, as pastors and elders, we did that this week. We, we used, um, we used a, a streaming platform to have our elder meeting this week. Yep. And so it was nice to see everybody's face there and to be able to communicate with one another. And, um, and so and any of those things, FaceTime, all those different social media feeds, um, use them to connect with people, pray with one another. Uh, don't just send the text, but actually have an, an interaction with somebody. Uh, because believe it or not, uh, I, I believe tonight New York is going to kind of go in that lockdown mode, right? right. That's what we expect. Yeah, yeah, that's what we expect. So it's, yeah. it's actually going to get a little bit worse in the next yeah. 24 hours, the isolation and things, because yeah. you're not going to be seeing people at work or wherever you normally would go. Yeah. So as with, with the phone calls, actually, you know, we are, we've talked to our family members across the country more in the last 10 days, mm -hmm. you know, on the phone or through FaceTime or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I hadn't been that good about every, mm -hmm. you know, third day making sure I made contact mm -hmm. with it. And something like this, you just long for that. Mm -hmm. Letitia's question is, though, not just about connect connectivity with each other. She said, how do you feel connected to Christ? Because cause God feels even farther yeah. away. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, there is something there to, to, to learn from to say, um, if anything, God ought to feel closer than ever. Yeah. You know, and... He's, he's the one that we have direct access to at all times. And he is the comforter who is involved in our lives intimately, he mm -hmm. says. Mm -hmm. uh, he says, I will be with you. And in the King James Version, that's a very intimate uh, statement. He says, I will be with you and you with me. And so uh, in Revelation 3.20, when he yeah. says, you know, come in and have a meal with me. And so um, when, when we look at that, uh, really, this is an opportunity for us to grow even closer uh, to Christ in the process, yeah. but those other relationships, uh, as we use uh, a triangle, and sometimes in the uh, the pre-marriage counseling, to say as you grow closer to one another, you grow closer to yeah. Christ. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Other things. That yeah. Um, Brianna asks, how do we tap into that calm, that peace we're talking about that God provides when we are constantly bombarded with the hysteria of the media, which is true. This is actually something that my wife and I. Uh, talked about, uh, my wife Molly and I talked about yesterday, and uh, we were watching a teaching from uh, Beth Moore, actually, and she uses the, the words popcorning versus pondering. 
And she, she argues that in our, our social media world, that we are, like, like, um, like Brianna was saying, we are bombarded with so much information all the time that uh, our brains are actually trained to just kind of popcorn thoughts. We're just scatterbrained all the time. And mm -hmm. so what that does is that we, we lose that anchor. And so we're, we're constantly just bombarded with the next thing to the next thing. Here's the new updates. Here's what's going on. Here's uh, ways to do uh, that. You know, the articles and live streams have yep. just exploded yep. now. Yep. And because we're isolated, we're so tempted to go back to, go back to our phones because yeah, yeah. we feel that's the only way. And the point that was made that Molly and I talked about was the idea of not popcorning ideas but pondering. The idea that what does it look like to sit with one idea for a really long time and just sit with it? And this is something our brains don't do, but right now, because everything is slowed down, it actually allows us the time to do that. And so I would encourage you, uh, if you want, ask the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit, what do you want me to ponder right now yeah. when things are slow? And then just stew on it. Let, take an hour and, and, and turn off the phone. Don't, don't you know, minimize this, this thing. And just ponder one of the deep truths of, of Christ. And when that happens, there's a, there's a difference in how it marinades in your, in your soul. Yeah. And it, so right now, I am, I am pondering this idea of, of the Lord making your path straight uh, when you put away your, so that, that Proverbs passage is, is trust in the Lord and, and lean not on your own understandings yep. uh, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path str uh, straight. Because our family is kind of discerning some, some things right now and kind of where we have, not big major things, but just kind of where do we want the trajectory of our family to go? And this is the, the scripture that the Lord has placed on my heart. And so I am just pondering it for a while and trying to minimize the phone mm -hmm. And just let that sink in. And when, when the Lord is speaking to you as you're slowing down and pondering one idea, there's a, there's a, there's a, the anchor is there. That, that peace comes back. And you're not so tossed, as Paul says, tossed by the waves to and fro yeah. of everything. So I'd encourage you to do that. Ponder somebody. Pick something this week and just ponder it for a long time and see how the coolness of how God is going to speak to you through that one thing. That would be what I'd, I'd say. Let me acknowledge something on that, though, Brian, because um, in our office here, you know, there's, there is a personality type that that comes more easily for, sure. right? Mm -hmm. So it is... So that you know, it is nothing for Brian to go into the office, close the office door, and whatever you're pondering in there, I don't know what it is, uh, but he's pondering in there sure. for an hour or two hours. Uh, my office door, if it closes, is closed for seven or eight minutes, and my pondering is complete, you know, at sure. that point. Yeah. And so it is, I don't disagree with you, I'm just saying it is work for me to do what you just described, sure. you know, like trust in the Lord and lean on his, like, I'm like, Lord, I trust you. Let's go. You know, yeah, like, right, right. And so uh, I don't disagree with you. I'm just sure. acknowledging that like for, for different personality types, that's a different workload. Right. And I yeah. think what's cool about right now is that in some ways it for, it's forcing us to do that sure. because we can't go to meetings. We can't jump in our car. Yeah. And so I wonder if, and I, I'm not one to make big proclamations about why this is happening, but yeah. one of the benefits we could get out of this is the practice of slowing down. Because I agree yeah. with you, it's not, it does not come natural. Yeah. Particularly in our world that, so yeah, personality type certainly is in play there, but then just culturally, yeah. we live in a world of popcorning all the time and we are not used to doing that. And so this 
you know, this time might force us into this spiritual discipline, and it might be, it might be a challenge, yeah. um, but something to give a try, I'd say, yeah. if you can. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the, the funny thing is, you know, my, my way of pondering is I got to turn the radio on and listen to music. Yeah, and, sure. And my yeah. office is a little bit separated from uh, from Milo and Brian's office, so I can have the luxury of turning the radio up a little bit. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But uh, do you guys, I, sh I share a wall with you. I you don't do. know if you that's realize ball, that. Yeah. The you music does kind of come through. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do, do you guys remember we went to the conference about two years ago where they said the, the whiteboarding? Yeah. And uh, and uh, basically what it is is uh, right, just not having any agenda, mm -hmm. just taking a moment to. to just gather your thoughts. Yep. And and one day I was staring out my window in the to the parking lot, and I had no agenda other than just to stare out the window and just think about life. And and Brian walked in and and, and he says to me, "Are you whiteboarding?" <laughs> and that's what I was doing. I yeah. was just taking yeah. a moment just to kind of clear my mind and just just let the Lord just uh, speak to me and, and not have any agenda about about anything other mm -hmm. than just um, just just being there, you know, in the yeah. moment and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Can I use that? Do we have a couple other ones? We do. Or, yeah, yeah. But mm -hmm. if you've got something to. Let, yeah, let's go a couple more minutes, okay. and then, yeah, go ahead. So Stephanie Ingersoll, she asked this. Uh, actually, Bella does. Um, she asked, how do we deal with good, healthy anxiety but still trust in God? It's sort of that, how do we understand, because I think there's two ends of the uh, extreme. One is sort of that uh, holier-than-thou, like, oh, I don't, I don't have any stress, I don't have any anxiety, and if you do, you're like, no, we have to acknowledge that there's healthy, uh, I don't know if anxiety is the word, but there's healthy stress. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to this, but also this is a stressful time, right? Yeah. So there's, so acknowledge so there's it. a there's one one swing of the pendulum is, is denying that any stress exists, but the other one is then being in, you know engulfed with it. Yeah. So what does that look like, and how do we deal with good stress versus trusting in God and 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 uh, handing it all over to Him? The analogy that I could use on that is just uh, we had a, a child who was in the ICU for an extended amount of time, and so that and, it, and it's beginning was a very very stressful season and then you you realize that the doctors and the nurses who live in that environment all the time kind of build a tolerance for being able to deal with some of the heavier things and yet they when time is necessary they respond to crisis when the alarms start going off they immediately respond so they're not lackadaisical about it uh, but they can just you know the the level uh, starts to raise up a little bit um, and at the same time your anxiety and stress in that environment um, when you have a lot of people around you, you start to realize that means that maybe you are the one uh, who is in the greatest need. And then when people start to fade away from you a little bit, you realize, okay, I can actually lower my level down because you read off of what other people's uh, view of you is. And so I would say in, in that environment, like uh, as we look at this stuff, Bella, that um, there are things to be stressed about. I don't disagree with that. And I would say across the board, across our country, across the world, like right now, let's say we're all being raised to an ICU level of stress. Like there's n none of this stuff is, is easy. And yet uh, we can also use and gauge off of one another as to how stressed we should be or shouldn't be and, and do our very best to, to do things that are not emotional in nature. Uh, but do things that are very calculated in nature. And so, you know, we're not having services here in the church this morning. Uh, we made a very intentional decision uh, to do that. Um, that is a difficult decision to make, but it was the right decision to make. And so it creates a certain level of stress, but it doesn't need to create panic. And so yeah. just as a matter of analogy, I would say that's a way to kind of deal with yeah. to deal with that anxiety level. I think this, I mean, this virus is a great example of that, yeah. right? Your, your body has to build an immunity to diseases yeah. in order to heal, right? 
And so as you experience different things in your life, it's, it's like you're saying, you're building that, that level of, um, of, of peace under stress. Mm -hmm. yep. um, you know, I always, I always love to go back to Philippians where Paul says, uh, do not be anxious for anything, but with prayer and with thanksgiving, mm -hmm. make your requests known to God and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, Guard your hearts and minds in Christ. Yeah, this was coming. I'm giving away your message for the next few weeks, but yeah, he this did is all from memory. <laughs> yeah, right. Well done, sir. Yes, this is coming from a man who wrote that that was in prison. Yep. that was under the stress of being in prison in Rome, and um, and he's saying, I'm going to thank God for where I'm at. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pray. Yep, and and I know that God's peace will will come over me. So, for those of you who are suffering from anxiety during this time, what I would say is. You know, God's, God gave you breath this morning. You can rejoice in that. Yeah. He's going to do it again tomorrow, God willing. And, and so you can trust in his promises and rest in his peace. And um, so thank you, Bell, for that question. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, good. Um, that's a great question. Yeah. I know there was another person that had that kind of similar question, so I think we kind of answered both yeah. of them in there. So let's take one more of these questions and we'll move on to kind of what we have planned next. Do we have anything else there that's... We don't, other than there's quite a few people that are concerned that we're not sitting six feet apart. Oh, okay. So, All right, so I'll, I'll respond that. to that because we actually, <laughs> uh, we have been closer than six feet over the last number of years. And so uh, we're family here. Uh, so whatever we might be transferring, I'm sure we've already transferred that. And so, um, uh, but yeah, we'll see what looks like next week. Yeah. As everyone knows out there, uh, things change pretty quickly, um, and so we may not be able to do this next week uh, in this format. But we will have three be... separate tables. Yeah. 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 We'll ask the camera guys to pan in <laughs> out of those things. Yeah. Uh, so, so let's just use that as a jumping point to just say, um, to transition a little bit away from the message of just like, let's get to real life here, guys. Mm -hmm. Like, how are you doing? Um, you know, some, there's just a lot of weird stuff that's happening like within our congregation. We've yeah. got homeschoolers who are like pros at this stuff. Mm -hmm. We've got other people who don't even like their kids and now their kids are, <laughs> <laughs> our kids are at home with them. And so, uh, I've heard different stories about, uh, parents expelling their kids from school. You know, they've talked about that. So uh, Mario, tell me what you're doing. Are you binge watching something? Like how no. are you dealing with all this? Well, man? this is a blessing from the Lord for me because I have a, uh, I'm in, I'm in seminary right now, and this is finals week. Mm -hmm. So this is giving, personally, me a great time to just lock in my office and say i got to study. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, what we're doing as a family, however, is um, we have uh, we designated uh, 4 o'clock family time. Yeah. Which, uh, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, when we eat dinner, we sit around the table, we'll play some Uno, we'll do those things. And then we let the kids go and play video games or whatever they're yeah. going to do, uh, just so it kind of breaks the monotony of things. Um, of course, uh, and you guys are experiencing this with our schools. Mm -hmm. Schools like crazy right now. Yep. So, trying to get them to do homework and things as 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 they're doing that, it's great. We're just trying to figure that out. Yep. Uh, I don't think we have that figured out yet, but um, you haven't, huh? We haven't. <laughs> <laughs> That's know, too bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, um, just given given our, our 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 given space to everybody in the house. Yeah. But then also saying we're gonna we're gonna designate a time where we're coming together. We're gonna play some games. And, and then, um, and then making, making the family do the Bible devotions yeah. together. Yeah. The U version, like I mentioned earlier, we're doing that too. So, Hey, my kids uh, are actually engaged in your U yeah, version yeah. stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's been kind of neat because they're like, literally, we're about to uh, eat a meal or do something as a family. And they're saying, wait, 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 I can't do that yet. I have to do my, 
my uh, Bible devotion. So yeah. uh, good job. I mean, you're making that connection there. Yeah. Brian, what have you been up to? Well, we've taken uh, some of our cues from uh, a little bit of an article that April Atempio wrote. So if you haven't seen it yet on our uh, uh, Randall Life that comes out every Thursday, uh, she has been working from home for about seven years now. So she's a bit of a pro at how do you function inside of the home. And so she gave us some really helpful things to do. And one of them was uh, uh, keep a schedule. Yep. And so that's one of the things that we're doing is we're, we're even in our language at our house, we, call, we still call it school days or yep. weekend days. Now for us, we've decided that every week is a three-day weekend. So we, we've already established that, that we're not doing five days a week. Every weekend is a three-day weekend. Wow. But on the, on the days that we are on, our kids are getting up, they're, they're brushing their teeth, they're getting clothes on, we are They're starting... not brushing their teeth or wearing clothes on the weekends. Right, right. well that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a little more negotiable uh, on the weekends. And so we're trying to create, because what happens now is, and we're only in the beginning of it, come two weeks from now, we're not gonna know what day it is of the week, we're yeah. not, it's, we're, and we're gonna be upside down and not know like our timing. So we're still trying to establish like, the work day, the yeah. work week, the work uh, school day, school week, and then trying to have some fun on the weekends, trying to do some, some different things that we don't usually do. So this weekend, one of the things we did, we did a slumber party. So we have a big blow-up mattress, so we put that in the living room, we blew it up, we watched TV, we let the kids stay up as late as they wanted. So they gave out about 10, which is yeah. really mm -hmm. late for them. And, that, we just and that watched... was second weekend, right? Because that was the second, right. third night. Yeah, That's right, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, second week. So yeah. uh, just doing some fun things that encourage them. We've had to cancel, like last uh, next weekend we were going to go away with family. That all had to get canceled, and I know for a lot of you, you're you're disappointed. There's graduations, there's plays, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. musicals, there's all sorts of family vacations that are up in the air now, and so there's a bit of mourning that comes with that, just mm -hmm. the missing out on the things that have been canceled. So we're trying to do our best to recreate some of that at home yep. uh, on the weekends to create some specialness because we know uh, things are things are canceled, things are getting canceled, and there's a there's a disappointment to that. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, I took a cue from you. You've been, you've had in your neighborhood going for a while uh, a Facebook group or messaging. <laughs> That's your pen. Yeah, you can have that sorry. back. Uh, Facebook uh, messaging group mm -hmm. of all your neighbors and stuff. And so uh, we had started one a couple years ago, and now it's kind of reactivated and mm -hmm. um, just kind of interacting with people down the street and saying, yeah. "Hey, how is your elderly neighbor? Have you seen them? Mm -hmm. You know those type of things." But then even uh, we're beginning to kind of coordinate uh, walks. Uh, literally, you stay on your sidewalk, I'll stay at yeah. my sidewalk, but we'll at least sort of be together yeah. uh, in this yeah. process. So we've done that. And then also the date uh, picked up pace a little bit. And so here's my uh, grand announcement to everyone out there in the world. We got a puppy yesterday afternoon. Oh, nice. uh, we thought it would be later, but they fast-tracked us. And so... Uh, <laughs> So I didn't get a lot of sleep last night because I was sleeping right. next to a dog mm -hmm. crate uh, right. to make sure that the little guy was doing okay. Uh, but so like that's just, mm -hmm. man, if there was never a better time, like everyone's home, mm -hmm. let's right. figure this thing out. And uh, and so that's what we're doing. Okay. Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't think everyone can do that. If Get a not, dog. There's, right? <laughs> there's not enough puppies to go around, I don't think. Uh, but maybe you could train your dog to do something uh, instead of nothing, uh, those type of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are just some things we're doing. Uh, if we can use this Facebook stream as a way actually to uh, give some ideas uh, for, for ways to be involved with each other, to send each other letters. Again, uh, some of you homeschool moms 
and, and dads are pros at this. And uh, any, any little tips along the way, just like April's article was actually really good for our church this week. Um, yeah, th- those type of things. Would you include them in the stream? And, and uh, we'd love to have you uh, pay attention to that. Uh, are there a couple, couple things coming out? A couple comments here. Yeah, First go ahead. of all, uh, Bethany uh, Ringer says uh, her kids are now asking to stay up till 10. Sorry. Oh, thanks a lot, Brian. Sorry, Bethany. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Okay. <laughs> well done. Okay. We've got uh, Monica Grafham says that Nicole and her are looking for a group of crafters who are willing to sew face masks for local healthcare facilities. Oh, so nice. Yeah. It's a great way to do that. And then we had a couple people respond to pondering. So Heather Hamilton, I ponder behind the computer. I mm-hmm. uh, see here, uh, Patty Mooney, I ponder when I take the dog for a walk. Yeah, Great. yeah. And I saw one more, Kelly Frank, I ponder on the treadmill. Okay, yeah. So I do not are, ponder yeah. on the treadmill. No. Because nope. I'm not on the treadmill. Oh, okay. Ever. <laughs> I actually, I love pondering, like walking in the woods, like being out. So those people that were saying that, like going walking the dog or something like that. Yeah, that for me is yep. the best time mm-hmm. to kind of see that. Mm-hmm. Maybe more of a naturalist type of approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's good. Okay, well, we, we could go on all day here. Uh, what we actually have, if you didn't, if you didn't realize it, or, or hopefully you got some of the invites, we've done our best this week to kind of restructure and reorganize some things so that um, our elders uh, have, have organized our care corridors uh, to be, and those are all by school districts, and so um, you should be, have been invited to be in a watch party uh, together with that kind of cohort of people and so particularly anything related to the sermon or anything related to anxiety or related to how to cope with what's going on, uh, our elders are going to stay on after we get done with this broadcast for a little bit longer. That dialogue can continue longer than us uh, being uh, live here. And we are going to kind of monitor the thread today and just make sure that if you've got concerns uh, and needs that you are uh, followed up with in that. So we want to make sure that you know that that's available to you. Uh, we do want you to know that all of our facilities are closed here at the church, and so everything is uh, in an online format uh, right now. And so uh, what we'll do right now is in our last few minutes together, I'm just going to walk you through uh, some of our announcements that we have uh, for, for this week. Uh, the irony of this is, is typically this would be all the events that we're holding at the church. Right. <laughs> uh, there are no events being held here at the church. just want to be clear about that. Um, but we're just going to go through the days of the week of what you can expect over a week, uh, at least as far as we've been able to plan. So we'll just plan one week in advance and just to say, here's what this week will look like uh, here at Randall Church. So uh, tomorrow night, Monday evening, uh, my wife and I, Aaron, from our kitchen, uh, we will host a group at 8.30 uh, utilizing Facebook Live. Uh, We will host a group and and be able to talk some about the message uh, and the, the sermon content for Sunday. Uh, and then we will go from there uh, and, and do a little bit of the dialogue just about how you're doing, how can we help, uh, and those type of things. And just, again, connect you to uh, where help can be provided. Uh, so we want to make sure that you know about that. Uh, and then Tuesday, uh, Mario, uh, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Uh, is going to be working with students. Will you tell us what yeah. happens Tuesday at 2 p.m.? You had a test run last we week, We did, right? yeah. yeah. So Tuesday at 2 will be the Randall Youth uh, live feed. We're going to be doing that from YouTube uh, right now. If that doesn't work, then we will switch over to Facebook. But it will be eventually Because the youths posted. these days are on, yeah. the, on yeah. the YouTube, both, right? Most of our students yeah. aren't on Facebook. They're on Instagram. <laughs> they're on YouTube. Um, if you don't know what those are, that's because you're not in the youth group. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. But we will, uh, we will attempt to do a YouTube live Tuesday at 2, uh, Instagram live at the same time. And then, like I said, if it doesn't work out, it will be posted on YouTube later that evening. Uh, we, that's for all ages, right? It's not just middle school. It's middle, for, high school and middle yeah, school. Okay, yep. Yeah, so, um, so you'll see that. 
the plan is, is uh, it's just almost kind of like this format, just a little sit down, a little talk. We had some challenges for the students to do. Um, we have um, the challenge this week was to, for them to give us their best dad joke. Um, were so there any good ones? There were, there were only three. Okay, so we need better interaction. We need from better, yeah, we need yeah. some more. So parents, <laughs> uh, students, get on, um, get on YouTube. The Randall Youth um, is the YouTube page. Uh, and you can uh, put your best dad joke. Okay. Okay, we're going to have different challenges during the week. And, um, and we'll do that uh, just to keep you know, connected <laughs> and things like that. One of the things Denise and I also did is yeah. we are doing drive-by youth group. Okay. So um, this week uh, we will randomly select students to drive by your house and have socially distancing youth group. We'll just wave at you from the window. <laughs> um, so be prepared for that. If you live further away from the church, it might take us a little longer to get to you, but we okay, will. Okay, so you're going to start that. your radius pretty small. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> All right, so that's Tuesday. So Tuesday. Tuesday's at 2. That's with Mario and the youth. Wednesdays, we come to you, Brian. What happens Wednesdays? Yeah, so similar to what uh, Milo and Aaron are going to do on Mondays, uh, my wife Molly and I, we're going to host a uh, virtual group from our kitchen, uh, 8.30 on Wednesdays. Um, talking about pondering, one thing that we've also been pondering is this idea of grace and peace. So this is actually uh, kind of cool because it's actually become sort of a theme for our church in this, uh, in this series on Philippians. I preached on it uh, the very first week. I actually changed up my sermon because I felt like the Lord was saying, yeah. you need to emphasize this. This is what it was going. And now that the world is what it is, I think more than ever, uh, we need grace and peace. So what does it look like uh, to live with grace as different people are dealing with this in different ways? We need grace for each other. And what does it mean, like a lot of the questions have come up, what does it mean to live in peace uh, during this time? What is it? So Paul starts every one of his letters with grace and peace. And so we've been pondering, what does that mean? And we want to invite you in on that conversation. So we'll be on Facebook Live, this same format here, on uh, Wednesdays at 8.30 from our living room. Like I said, it's, it, uh, put your PJs on. We're going to have some decaf coffee. Our kids might jump in and out, but it's really supposed to be uh, a very uh, low-key group setting, but really diving into this idea of grace and peace and what does that look like right now. That's great. Good. So that's Wednesday. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday night, we normally have a meeting here at the church. We have our uh, boys and girls groups with Christian Service Brigade, American Heritage Girls. They will not be meeting here at the church. Uh, but you can be looking for uh, different forms of contact depending on the age groups and, and, and age range on that uh, where the leaders will be contacting and getting uh, interaction between uh, those different group leaders and the kids. That will happen on Thursday this week. Uh, and It will be scheduled differently, but the normal time, the general time is 6.30. But if you have kids in those groups, anticipate that Thursday there will be a, a point of contact happening uh, of anyone who's in those groups. We'll skip over Friday because it's the first of three-day weekend for have, Brian and his family. Have a family. slumber party. Have a slumber party. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Saturday you can look. Uh, you'll get an email from uh, the Children's Ministry Office. So Stephanie will be sending out an email that's going to let you know what to expect uh, from the Children's Ministry. Uh, many of your kids this morning were watching some of the videos that they put together this last week. And, and they really have done a good job with putting those things together. So that email will come out every Saturday to prepare you. Uh, so that you can watch here on a Sunday and potentially your kids could be doing an activity in a different room so they're engaged with content with the other children and uh, you as adults are engaged here. And then we're planning right now anyway uh, to meet back here again next Sunday uh, on Facebook Live at 1015 in an online format there. Uh, so we anticipate uh, meeting with you again there, uh, interacting with you again in this format. 
Um, and so we'll, we'll plan on that right now. It's as far as we can plan right now as a week. Uh, we have planned just to remind you that there will be, uh, th this is the, the strategy for about the next 30 days. So at least through Easter, uh, potentially farther, as yeah. things are coming together, we would anticipate that happening. Um, but we do want to kind of point out and remind you, uh, we don't want to overemphasize this, but to say, uh, particularly now, um, we do need you, if you would, to uh, connect with our church financially through uh, our giving app online. So that is very simply to say give.randallchurch.org. And so uh, we don't have a large number of our people. It's a growing number uh, that are using that online platform. We actually need that to grow. Uh, because the time that it takes to, to have you mail in a check, now you can do that as well, uh, to Randall Church, 6301 Main Street, Williamsville, New York. We'll still process that in the same way we would if you were here on a Sunday and wrote a check in that manner. Uh, but if you can uh, give online through that give.randallchurch.org, that money actually hits the bank account right away and then empowers us to be able to send uh, money out to our missionaries or any of the other things that we fund uh, that, that money is right in our bank account right away. And so that is really helpful if you can do that. Uh, particularly uh, if you're familiar with a pledge system, uh, those of you who are willing to do the recurring payment, uh, whether that's weekly or monthly, whatever that looks like, that, that goes above and beyond to be able to help us plan for what the future looks like. We anticipate uh, that things are going to get financially tight for us. We're doing all that we can to be good stewards of that. Uh, but you can help us with that by pledging through that recurring giving uh, button uh, that helps us to be able to know what is going to be coming in over the month. If you are on Facebook, don't click it right now, uh, but at the top of your page, because it'll, it'll take you there and you'll lose this feed, but at the top of the page, it's the best that we could do. It's the way that Facebook is set up. There is a Shop Now button. Uh, we're not selling anything, uh, but that is that button will directly take you to the same giving page, give.randallchurch.org. Uh, so we want to be able to, to show you that as well. So right here in the next few minutes, when we finish our broadcast here, you can click that button and begin to uh, give uh, along those lines as well through that platform. Any other parting shots, guys, before we send them off? Is there anything that, that we missed along uh, the way? The only thing I would say is thanks to Dan and Sam for running our sound and yeah, audio. Absolutely. Uh, our video. I know there was a little bit, a couple glitches in the beginning, so uh, this will be posted uh, on the SoundCloud account, yep. the, the podcast and all that stuff. So if you missed any part of it, you can... Uh, yeah, if you're you used to hearing a podcast format, that'll be going out as normal. Uh, we will probably even repost this as a saved video so that mm -hmm. some of those glitches won't be there. Yeah. Um, we're learning all of this stuff, too. Yeah. Uh, we've been doing this in-house, but we haven't been doing it as a broadcast, so that yeah. kind of changes things yeah. a little. Anything else, Yeah, Brian? and I would just say, if, if you need anything, please reach out. We have mobilized our elders and our deacons. We are working through that. That was a large part. We talked about the, the Zoom meeting we were part of. Uh, we, are, we are ramping that up for you. So take care of each other in your corridors. Ask around, make sure that everyone is okay. And if you have any needs, we're here to support you on that. We wanna make sure you're not alone, you are connected. And if there are physical needs that you have, uh, we're a family. And yep. that's how the world knows that, that this kingdom is different, that this citizenship yep, right. is different than the citizenship yep. of the world. So please, uh, please let us know how we can help you with that. That's a great point. For those of you who are here on a weekly basis, 
At the beginning of the month, the, the ushers stand in the back of the sanctuary and they have plates for what is called a care offering. And so over the last number of months, we've been building a fund uh, for a situation like this, apparently. We didn't know that, uh, but we have funds available to be able to help in any of those needs that may come up. And with people losing their jobs or losing their apartments, we, we know that these things are going to happen. And so... Uh, we have those resources available because of the generous giving of our church. And so thank you for that in advance uh, of what you've already done and then what you can continue to do to help us to mobilize our people in that. So we're going to bring it to a close here. Uh, I will close us in prayer. I just want to remind you to live this week as citizens of heaven. Uh, we are not citizens of this earth. We do not need to be uh, drawn and pulled aside by all these things. That We are citizens of heaven. Keep your eye on the prize. Understand uh, that our, our job, as this passage also says in chapter 3 here, for us to finish the race well and keep focused on the big thing. And so, Lord, uh, we thank you so much for this platform, the ability for us to interact all across Western New York this morning with our friends, our family here as a church. Lord, we are in this together. And Lord, you have put us on a mission together uh, to care for those within our community, uh, not just people within our congregation. And so allow us opportunities to do that. Uh, teach us how to do that better. And Lord, uh, bring us closer to you in the process. We love you, Lord. We thank you that we are citizens of heaven because of the sacrifice you made. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have a great week. We'll see you soon. Grace and peace.